Let's go! This is Dubis's team. It is the best team. Are you guys disrespecting my fourth line? Never. I love that fourth line more than my daughter. Scoring-wise, totally unprecedented. This guy is on fire. This needs to be fixed or we're not going anywhere. Do you know what's better than 40 goals a year? 80 goals a year, yeah. which is what he's getting with Mitch Marner. I think you guys are crazy. Stop it. Tim, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Ryan, you are wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the Leafs cast with Steven, Ryan, and Tim. Welcome back to the Leafs cast. Summer edition. So, yeah, it's getting real summer out there. The only hockey there is to real hockey going on right now to talk about is uh, this Gretzky Cup. And then my beer league. Uh, what do you guys want to hear about first? Well, the more important one, obviously. Yeah, so I rang one off of a goalie's mask yesterday, uh, but no goals. Uh, my wife won't talk to me. Uh, That's fair. It's, yeah, it's fine. The Gretzky Cup's we going on. Some PTSD from the Leafs in Game 7? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome We're back, people. It. It's good to be home. So Leafs did things. Le- yeah, Leafs did things. So uh, since we last spoke, free agency happened, and we didn't do something right away because we saw all the signings come in, but uh, to a degree, we didn't know what we thought about them yet, right? It was just names, and it's like, okay, so how how does this puzzle fit? But you got to let them sit for a little bit. Got to get them, let them marinate with you. Yeah. So we, obviously, yeah, you tend we tenderize for a while. Ryan is known to tenderize longer than most, and you marinate. <laughs> And it got a really lot of the juices. It's, it's definitely just not because he's slow. He just we call it marinating. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> the so, gears are spinning. All right, and and we got to sit there because it is interesting to think about it as a puzzle because the cap is so tight and they know it's going to be tight for a while and it's Kyle Dubas and he's sitting there and you know he's got X amount of dollars to to, to fill out a team and he's done it. We we are out and of he, cap space, right? He just keeps going to Brendan Pridham. It's like, all right, I have a $5 million player. How is it going to fit? And Pridham's like, you have $3. <laughs> We're deferring some uh, 50% retained cap to an expansion team that'll be coming into the league in 2028. Nobody else knows about them yet. And he's <laughs> Yeah, I just wrote it into the CBA. It's a thing. <laughs> he's coming to town. Oh, man. So let, So anyway, we thought the way we should kind of go about it is... Let, let's talk about the signings that we like and that we don't like. So rather than just going down the list, we're going to kind of explain who's here and, yeah, if we like it or if we don't, uh, and we're all going to agree on it. No, we, we're not. We, <laughs> no, we're not. Let's talk about let, Let's talk about the big guy. Let's talk well, about... Well, I, I just want to say the, the puzzle that Dubas was working with here is the pieces that he needed really was a, a Hyman replacement, someone to play on the, the top line really, Couple of middling to bottom six uh, forwards. Defense is pretty good. Maybe a depth like seven or eight defensemen, and a backup goaltender. Those are the pieces that Dubas needed to fill, and he had a roughly ten million dollars to do it. So let let let's jump in here. Let's let's see what what he did. So you want to talk about the big guy, Stephen? Yeah. So here's something that I don't like. I don't like that when you have ten million dollars to fill, uh, what roughly f- four or five holes on the team, that you donate forty percent of that to one player, and it doesn't help your forward group. So the Leafs signed Peter Morazic 
to a three-year, $3.8 million contract to he's, – he's a goalie. I, I was going to say backup goalie, but we don't know that. We don't know how the Leafs view him. Yeah. I, That's I the mean, big like signing, I, though. When I, when I hear backup – I would say he's not a backup goalie. He, he's definitely – he fits into the 1A and 1B category, something that the Leafs haven't had in many years, not since like the Reimer-Bernier tandem of 2014. Where like every night you say, I don't know which goalie is going to be there. So expect about 5,000 articles with goaltender controversy (laughs) (laughs) this coming year. These two guys are the same age. Uh, Mrazek's been a, he's played uh, way more games than Jack Campbell. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny when I first read the Peter Mrazek thing, uh, like, like the name come across my phone. For some reason, I always think Peter Mrazek's like 38. I don't know what's (laughs) going on with that. Feels like uh-huh. he's just been around a long time. I don't know. Yeah, I and it feels like it Jack is. Campbell's like twenty. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, they're both twenty nine. So it it was an interesting move. I in the beginning of the off season when we were talking about you know the the unanswered questions, right, and what do the Leafs need to figure out? And I I looked at that goaltending hole and said, okay, we have a a, a, a starting goalie, right? Jack Campbell. He was our starter last year for every all the, all the games he was available for. Mm-hmm. He gets paid $1.6 million a year. This is a chance to use in a flat cap world. We could spend very little on goaltending and get a lot out of it. And Kyle Dubas didn't agree with me. Um, that so, so, so to me, it bummed me out a little bit where like, you know, we lost that time and he's overpaid, whatever. But this that kind of money could have been used to make the forward group look a lot better. We're going to get into the forward group later, but I, I don't like this move. I would have much rather had the Leafs go, I don't know, just a cheaper option. Another $1.5 million guy, somebody who we're not signing for three years. Now I say that, I don't know who that player was because you see a lot of yeah, the other goalie signings and... I would say definitely definitely doesn't count uh, when Jonathan Bernier gets a four million dollar two year deal in New Jersey. It makes you think like, oh, maybe uh, maybe he didn't do so bad. But no, there definitely were options out there for less than three point eight million for three years uh, for a goalie that was injured most of last year. Um, yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you, Stephen. I wasn't a huge fan of the Peter Mrazek signing. Um, I guess it kind of comes down to what's your faith in Jack Campbell. And I say Jack Campbell uh, was good in the playoffs. He was great in the playoffs. Just okay in game seven. But overall, he gave us a chance to win most nights. I think he's going to be the starter. Uh, I could and especially uh, the the 1A and 1B goaltending duo in the playoffs. My My whole problem with this is that in the playoffs... And in any game, you can only play one guy. So that means on any given night, you have $3.8 million sitting on the bench. Is that really the best use of your dollars? I don't know. When I, I expect, and I'm assuming you guys expect too, that I, I think Jack Campbell's going to outplay Peter Morazic this year. I think Jack Campbell's going to be the starter. I think he's brought in because, you know, the, the faith in Jack Campbell as a starter, I think, is, is strong. The faith in Jack Campbell's health is is very very low (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, that's the downside right ryan say something what do you think well well, here's the thing 3.8 million that's high and i think that's higher than any of us were really hoping that the leafs were going to spend on their goaltender 
You know, we all we all love Jack Campbell. We all love what he did last year. And and yeah, if you could have brought in a guy for one point five or two million and allocated a few more dollars to the forward group, that that'd be awesome. Here's the problem though. You look around the league at all the other goalies that were signing. You know, after bonuses, Halak is going to be at about three million. Freddie got four point five. Allmark got five million, and like Tim said, Bernie is getting four million. Every goalie got paid. Every one of them. There, there was no cheaper. Like the other options, maybe like Dreiger, who ends up going to, to Seattle. Like he got a pretty fair deal at three years and three and a half million. Like that was okay. But we never even had the chance to talk to him. You, Tim, I know you really liked. Yeah, Ned, who's now with uh, Detroit. They they traded, what was it, a third round pick for, and he ended up signing two years at three million. Like you could argue, like, yeah, yeah, we, I kind of like that, but it's not like a, a slam dunk better than Mrazik. I would have said that I would have rather had Mrazik at this contract than that. So it's even debatable. So, so to say that this contract is a loss, it's just the cost that goalies were going for this year. It's just, it's just how expensive they were. Well, and this is this is also a, a um, this is this is a result of the Leafs having seemingly poor goaltending drafts for a while now, right? Because it, to to say that we could have used this this you know lack of cap space here as an asset on spend very little on goalie would have been great if if one of these these rookies could have come up right and, and maybe challenged it a little bit, played well, but we don't have that, and so. We're gonna like this contract when inevitably Jack Campbell is out for a month, yep. right? Yep. We're gonna like that th- this contract because for for the Leafs to go far in the playoffs, I think we need to win a lot of games in the regular season. Obviously, we got to make the playoffs, but I think we got to be seated high, and we got to we we can't have a Michael Hutchinson situation. I I, I don't know. Yeah the the, pro- the problem is like Mrazek isn't necessarily your your uh, constant guy. Like he's injury prone as well he only played like 12 games last year but every other year before that tim he's been pretty solid like last year was the anomaly for him like he he's he's been a pretty solid non-injury prone guy outside of last year what was i think it was a concussion so i i wouldn't call him an injury prone guy unlike jack campbell who i would call an injury prone guy gets injured comes back gets injured comes back injured again like multiple times in one season he's going out there. So I, I look at this signing as, as a win. I, I disagree with you guys on, on this one. I, I obviously the, the price point is high, 3.8 million is a lot. But you look at what happened to Philly a couple of years ago. They were the top they were the top of the league. <laughs> yeah. They they were so good riding the back of Carter Hart. Who was getting and paid nothing at, them, at the look time. Look at them last year. They suck. <laughs> I, it's been my the goalie with the Philadelphia has been the story of uh, yeah no but th- this is like I'm just saying the difference of one goalie took Philadelphia from like a cup contender to now when they've been like completely remodeled because they were so bad last year and it all because Carter Hart forgot how to play hockey so like you you can like Jack Campbell all you want the guy hasn't played very much. And and there's no way I I hope that you guys could agree with me. He's probably not going to be as good as he was last year. He's probably I think he's going to be really good, but he's not going to be like setting like breaking Patrick Waugh's records over here like he was on pace for last year. So he's going to have a regression back to the mean. Mrazek's going to be there to to carry the load, and and more importantly, he's going to be able to 
take the lead if needed. You know, that was the risk with taking someone like Halak or, or something like that for a one-year deal. C can you trust Halak to be your starter goaltender if it doesn't work out with Campbell? Not as much as Mrazek. So I, I yeah. like the signing. I think it was a necessary cost, and it's too much to gamble on that Campbell's yeah. going to be good to risk your whole season over. I think it was worth it. It's especially... Yeah, but Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, yeah, I definitely don't don't hate the signing. Any amount of money that gets spent to ensure that we never have to watch Hutch play in a Leaf uniform again is, is a twenty well spent. Uh, one thing I want to say about about uh, Mrazek as well. I was uh, I have a friend who is a Detroit fan and who remembers Mrazek, and he said like he could play absolutely lights out one uh, one game, but then. He's just not consistent. So even in the playoffs, he's had some success. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, we get more good Mrazek then. Wait, did you That's say good, though. That's Detroit the point of the tandem playoffs? goaltender, though, right? Like you, you have Mrazek's hot. You ride him. He gets cold. You throw Campbell in there for a bunch of starts, and you, and it's up to the coach. You know, it's gonna be up to Keith to figure out who's going right now. Even come playoff time, is the next game is Mrazek gonna be on? Is it gonna be Campbell? Like that, that's where it's nice to have like another option that's that's where we struggled when it was for like four of the five years we had freddie it was freddie or bust when freddie was october freddie yeah you just october had to freddie. you just had to roll with it and now we have that option where if one guy's not going that's fine play the other guy sorry i know we're going a little long on on Marazic, but he's he's the big fish here i i do want to talk about as well that this to me signs jack campbell's ticket out of toronto after this year unless he has a poor season there's no way that he's going to sign for a, a lower contract, and we're not going to be able... We, we can't have him sign even the same contract that Mrazek has. We can't be paying $8 million to our, our goaltending tandem, not in this economy. Maybe. The thing about Campbell, though, is like if he is that good that he needs to be a starter, you can always trade contracts. Vancouver got out of like $20 million of bad contracts. We can trade one... Yeah. Uh, unless if Mrazek is like terrible... In which no. case, like worst case scenario, you pay a draft pick to get to get out of the deal. Uh, I think serviceable goaltenders are easy to move. Like you, you, you look at moving like Holtby, like that's that's harder because he's kind of at the end of his career and and it's tough to move that money. But moving Morazic, if like yeah, unless if Morazic has a horrible year or is injured again or something, but like if he has a, a fine year, which I think we're all expecting he'll have, I don't expect that will be a hard contract to move. Listen, the the. Golden Knights just moved seven million dollars worth of goalie for nothing. So like we could move Morazic if need be. I'm not too worried about keeping Campbell around. If if he shows his promise, we'll resign him and we'll keep that guy. All right. So so just to recap on the Peter Morazic signing, Tim says that he If I had to give it thumbs up or thumbs down, it'd be a unenthusiastic thumbs down. It's not a big win. It's not a big win. I would have liked it to be less, but and I I not losing sleep at night over it. And Ryan, you like it? I wish a dollar was less, but for what everyone else is going for, give it thumbs up from me. It's a win. I don't like it, and I am losing sleep. Uh, not over this though. It's because my seven-month-old baby sleeps about uh, <laughs> ten feet away from my head. Unrelated. <laughs> Unrelated. We'll get into that later. Okay, give me something. You guys, give me one of the signings that you like or don't like. All right, one sign. I'm gonna go look at the forwards, and then uh, one guy that Kyle Dubas signed. His name is Michael Bunting, and Michael Bunting took a page out of Jason Spezza's playbook and said, "You know what? 
I respect the Leafs organization. I'm going to take less than other teams are offering me and sign with the Leafs. So instantly a thumbs up for me. It doesn't even matter how well he plays. That's a thumbs up. <laughs> Love it. Simmons, take a page out of that book. Doesn't it doesn't matter that it was maybe like from 1.2 million down to 950k. Hey, it's that's still everything. less. It's money. I it's didn't money. know that. I didn't know he was making more in Phoenix before he came over. Wow. Uh, well, he wasn't necessarily making more. Apparently, he, other teams were offering him more. Oh well. And he, the gas money he's going to save, you know, just being already in the city, he's not going to have to drive <laughs> home. You know, gas is expensive. Tell me about Michael yeah. Bunting because this so, one's weird. So Michael Bunting is a former Toronto, Toronto, former Toronto boy. He's uh plays left wing a place where uh, trying to fill the hole at Zach Hyman left. Uh, so that, so Michael Bunting doesn't have a big NHL resume. He, he only really played 20 games for Phoenix last year is kind of him. He's a late bloomer entering the NHL. It was just in the minors kind of before this, but he uh, played with, uh, Connor Garland, who's now in uh, Vancouver, but they actually had a serviceable top line as far as Arizona Coyote standards go. But he had 13 points in 20 games, 10 goals. Uh, so my so this is a guy who's who, coming in one game, but yeah, and they're basically all this like chip in from in the yeah, front of the net, like yeah. clean up the rebounds. So do I expect him to be a uh, for, a 40 goal man next year? Probably not. There's another 40 goal man on that on his line, but we'll see. He's he's one guy who has the potential to play with Matthews and Marner, which is important. Uh, which is important. We have to fill uh, fill Hyman's spot. It's it's kind of funny. I don't know if uh, if there's any Moneyball fans, but the whole the premise of Moneyball at the start was like, how do you replace Giambi and you replace the, like his production with like three different players? This is kind of what Kyle Dubas is doing. So it's like, are you going to get Zach Hyman's scoring his net front presence his driving the corners and his penalty killing ability and one player no i can't afford it but we can afford three players that together well we'll see if they end up being zach Hyman, but <laughs> my we'll see michael funding at least is someone who uh can maybe chip in a little bit and we'll see if he can get some chemistry with the big boys from what i know about michael bunting he's he's not the line driver you know, no. even, even like on a lower line, he's not the guy that's going to be pushing play, setting up the plays. Like he, he's very much, he'll play off of the guys that he's with. And that, that works well for our need. You know, like we have Matthews and Marner who need a line mate. We have Tavares and Nylander who need line mates. Even like some guys on our third line. We need guys like that who can play off well with the big boys. And and for 950000 even if he only gets half of the production he had like if he gets like five or six goals and like that's not so bad you know like it i, I don't know i i do like it i like it that he could slide up and down the lineup it, i think it's easy for him to outperform that contract anyone at nine hundred fifty thousand, you could outperform that contract so i i agree with you tim i like i like the signing and it's a and two, it's for two years yeah two so like, real. yeah really nice there I, I, I would agree with you guys that I like it as well. This guy was like, a, he's like a polarizing player, right? Like people got hot takes about Michael Bunting. He sounds like someone who sat next to you in grade nine math class. I don't know why, but he, <laughs> yeah, you guys are totally for that reason. I, I like him that he, he seems to be someone who can move up and down the lineup. It's such a weird thing. Thinking about the holes that are on the Leafs, right? Is a guy who can play next to Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Okay. Well, do you want it to be somebody who's like a name brand 
puck on a stick all the time. No, you got Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner on that line. You need Michael Bunting from grade nine math passing him the puck. <laughs> so I, I do like this signing. Two years, Toronto boy coming home, left wing. Love him. Two years is underrated as well. Like the num- Every year, we just have a total total roster change in the bottom half of our roster, which is, you know, which because, is good because we're sick of everyone. But like to have a little playoffs. bit of consistency, like poor, poor Kerfoot has to have new line mates every year. Every like, game. Let's, let's get some, some players that are just down there. Let's build a roster. That's just a winner here. I like the two years. Uh, uh, also of note, former Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound, Michael Bunting. Shut up. Just... You're, I forgot about that. This is a potentially a problem. Yeah. It, in all honesty though, like, it happens so often now that I'm starting to wonder if there's like a bias, but towards those players yeah, that it, were that Dubis is valuing them above what they are because of that familiarity. And, and I don't have anything to base that around, except that it seems every player we sign that's <laughs> under $1.5 million played for the friggin' Sioux St. Marie Graham. It's so it, it's getting concerning. It, but, but here's, here's the thing though. There's, Lots of like all the players, like if all these two Greyhound signings, none of them were panning out, then I'd be concerned. But most of them are turned out to be fine. Or at least like maybe like, I don't know. And there's also just some coincidence like Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton, Sue St. Marie Greyhounds. They were the (laughs) NHL before (laughs) Doofus was uh, alive. Alive. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Thornton. There's there's also something to be said about, you know, like you're, I'm going to put myself in the mindset of a, a hot NHL player here, but you know, you're a free agent. You're looking to go to a new spot and somebody who's familiar to you that, you know, took care of you in the past, you know, like Kyle Dubas, that might be a factor to why we're able to sign some of these guys for, you know, maybe a little bit less. So, okay. Michael Bunting done. Ryan, what do you like? What do you don't like? Um, what do you not I'm going like? to stick with the positive. I'm going with case or, or cause or, was it Andre? Andre Case? I Andre literally Case. knew how to say it before you said something. <laughs> I knew. I, oh Andre Cassie. I, I um, think it's Case. This is another guy, similar bunting, making cap, lower cap. end of the, the <laughs> salary cap totem pole here. I think it's 1.25 million is what he's making. This guy, he came from Boston. Is that right, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, Anaheim and Boston. Former Anaheim pick. Right. Yeah. Actually, he played more games with Anaheim than, than with Boston. But he really, a lot of injury problems recently. I guess similar to Mrazek, didn't play a lot of games last year. I think he only played like he was a uh, three. He, he was like three, a deadline uh, day deal. Uh, they paid a to, first. Well, yeah. they paid a first round pick, but part of that was offloading Bacchus's salary. Mm-hmm. So like. But they did give up significant assets in hopes right. that he would do something. I'm gonna go on and, record. I think it's Cache. Andre Cache. We'll we'll check in on that later. All right. Andre Cache. If this guy can stay healthy and be basically what Boston paid a first round pick for him to be, 1.25 million. Are you kidding me? This guy could be a steal. And if he can't stay healthy, then fine, bury it and move on. He's the next the um VC or uh who are the other guys who just let go on well, waivers last year? Oh. <laughs> It's a long list. Boy, I mean, boy he does make one one point two five, so not quite as easy to bury. But no, nah, definitely just leave him. Like let him go. Like I, I don't know. I don't think it's. It, listen, I think that that he has way higher potential to outperform this contract to play like a two or three million dollar player 
the only thing that's like the red flag that's glaring up there is is the injury problems and and it's like if he could stay healthy and and you, you don't know we don't know no one knows you know like it, it's one of those things but i love the gamble i think that it, it's worth it i think that we need to take those gambles we need players that outperform their contracts if he's healthy if this is a solid middle to top six guy you know this is another one who can play with our big boys up there maybe so, so i i the, like it I, the thing is about cases he's a right wing but so unless a kneelander flip, flips to the left so i, I looked at this guy C- cache case i think cache is wrong i'm gonna walk that one back uh, <laughs> he's a shooter well, from what i heard Bowen. he's a shooter and i looked at this signing and said this guy's He's he's our third line if we want to go either third or fourth line, whichever one of those ends up being the offensive one, right? Because one of them's going to be probably yeah, a yeah. shutdown defensive line. He's that threat. So when I when I look at the Leafs roster right now, I have uh, um, Kerfoot, David Camp, who we'll talk about soon, and then Case on the third line together. And he he's the guy who who can rip it. Um, potentially the fourth line, but so I. And again, it's the, the the dollars. It's a one year deal. Wh- when he's healthy, he that's great. But if he's not, we have tons of other guys. I think that can fill that hole. I don't see top line upside out of him. I'll be really shocked if he's playing on the top line. But I don't know. I'm okay with him not things. playing on the top line though. Like you, you are right. He's he's the right winger, so he's most likely going to be probably that third line winger there, or or fourth line. You're right, whichever's the offensive line. But we've been missing that depth scoring you know we 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 rely on that from jason spezza one of these years jason spezza is not going to be good anymore like we, false, we i feel false. like we're going into this with the <laughs> assumption that he's going to have another 20 goals you're talking about former sioux saint marie greyhound <laughs> false false but listen he was brand can't Italian. keep relying on like well our fourth line will have scoring because jason spezza's down there one of these years he's not going to have it listen joe thornton did not have it by the end of the season this year. It comes for everyone, and we're going to need some depth scoring. So Case is money in the bank, just, I think. I think it's great. Case is better than Mick, McKayef. Just looking at this guy's numbers, I'm not going to lie. Right? I'm not out here watching Ducks games. He's like a 40-point man over an 80-game, 82-game game stretch. He's probably He's probably playing a lot higher in the lineup than I'm giving him credit for. I don't know. Leafs are a good team. He's interesting. He's got some upside. I like that he's, signing as well. He's like a Joffrey Lupul is who I see him as. <laughs> I just right. remember Lupul being injured the whole time. <laughs> no, he had that one good year. Fruit Loops. Like 80 points. I got a Fruit Loops jersey hanging in my closet uh, from the Winter Classic. That thing's worth some money now. People buy those. Mine's got a stain on it, though. Yeah. Um, can I give That's you guys one? logo, actually. I'm going to give it. you one that I like. I like the point guard for the Phoenix Suns <laughs> who lost, who lost in the finals. And you guys saw uh, Kyle Lowry and DeRozan are getting back together. The that duo. Is not, not true. <laughs> no, they are. They're getting back together in, uh, in um, Chicago for the Bulls. Lowry's in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> who was I thinking of? I, I have no idea. <laughs> they both signed big deals. I was like, oh, Tim's wrong. I'm going to get him here. <laughs> <laughs> the sign and trade was to Miami. <laughs> Never mind. They're not together. All right. Good try. I, I'm not talking about basketball. This is a basketball podcast. Leafs talk only. Yeah. The Raptors are bad now. We are Blue Jays podcast secondary. So, but 
Uh, the thing that I like here, something I called out for the Leafs in the last podcast. This isn't this isn't just one player. This is all the players. The Leafs did not get old. Mm-hmm. The la- we were, after we last offseason and free agency, the Leafs were old. One of the oldest teams in the league, where they went from being one of the youngest teams in the league, especially in the forward group. It did not give a success. I love this. Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting's 25 years old. David Camp, who I'm going to talk about here shortly, 26. Uh, Nick Ritchie, 25. Uh, Andre Case, 20, 25. Th- these are young players. Young players that if they have a good year, right, and we have to make a, a Hyman-like decision where it's like, what do we do? Do we sign him to a long deal or something like that? He's not going to be, you know, 36 by the time the deal is done. I You're like buying that. the good years, yeah. I like I like that move. It's a young team. Young guys want I, I know that Austin Matthews is always hanging out with 42-year-old guys, but it must be nice having some other young guys in the building. I like that for team morale. He hangs out with Justin Bieber. Yeah, he, Bieber's his new bud. Justice Bieber. Oh, you're talking about former Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound Justice Beaver? <laughs> okay. Uh, Stratford, not the same. David Camp. This signing was my favorite of all of them. Sorry, what, what, one thing just that we go talking... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of tied in being an old team. It, this is why I don't like. But why did we sign Wayne Simmons? I know. I know. It's like he it, that signing just sticks out like a sore thumb compared to all our other signings. And it's like, I want this guy... I was going through like all these different line combos. And none of them... All the best ones had Simmons in the press box. I don't understand. He He's in the press box for every line combo that I have. Even... We're going to talk about Nick Ritchie later. Nick Ritchie can drop the gloves. That's all that it appears Wayne Simmons could do. Jason Spezza can drop the gloves. Yeah, Wayne Simmons doesn't have a spot <laughs> on my Leafs roster anymore. I don't know. Listen, he. I was also making my line combinations, and Wayne Simmons Marinating. was not on them. He did not make them. <laughs> but I refuse to hold judgment for Wayne Simmons until I see him, because I feel like I only remember the second half of the season, Wayne Simmons, that was bad. And the first half of the Wayne seasons was pretty good. So if we get if we get first half of the season Wayne Simmons, and that that's who we're looking at, then he can have a spot in my lineup. But right now it's it, it is looking a little hard to squeeze him in there. So I, I guess we'll see. So Philip Deneau, who played a top line center for the Montreal Canadiens all throughout the playoffs and had one goal in that playoff run, just signed up like six year, five million dollar contract with the L.A. Kings. The man. Keeps the puck out of your own net, but he costs $5 million a year and he doesn't score. David Camp, from what I understand, can do a similar thing, and we signed him for a two-year deal at $1.5 million. Was he two years as well? Yep. Man. So Locking it up. So I lock him up. I, I like this signing a lot because it frees um, Alex Kerfoot to not have to play center. I'll, I'll I'll be lying if you know. Out of all these guys that we're bringing in, I still don't see the the perfect fit on that top line or even on the second line, right at at, at the the left wing spot. It, it'll be interesting what Galchenyuk. He's still unsigned as of today. Like it, how much exactly. money is he looking for? You know, we're 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 missing. We have a, a Zach Hyman and a Alex Galchenyuk hole, and it just doesn't appear to be filled to me. But we'll see. However. One person that can absolutely play the left wing spot or right wing spot, whatever, on that second line next to John Tavares and William Nylander is Alex Kerfoot. And I like the idea of us not tying ourselves to him needing to play on the third line. Otherwise, the third line sucks. So David Camp can hopefully 
bring the Leafs a solid defensive line, whichever line he ends up being on. He's an ace in the faceoff dot. That means we have four centers, assuming that Spezza ends up playing center uh, on the fourth line, that are good at faceoffs. At least we're a great faceoff team before mm-hmm. this. I love being a good faceoff team. That's super important. Yeah. Uh, having the puck is important in hockey. Remember that. <laughs> um, so I, li- I like this signing a lot. Not not a ton of money, but he's a center. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> this could also be the kind of guy where, you know, in three months we're like, he's got stone hands. Are you uh-huh. kidding me? But uh-huh. We've seen enough of Mikheyev to know, like, <laughs> no goals gets a little frustrating. So if you put him... And Ilya Mikheyev and Pierre Engvall on a line together. <laughs> hopefully, the puck, line. The, hopefully the puck never goes in your net. But then it also frees up Alex Kerfoot if he wants to play on that third line to not have to play center. Because it's half the time it seems like he's best on the wing. I notice him most on the wing. So I like that signing. What do you guys think? I, I'm less... I guess more cold. I'm more cold on the signing than you are. I wouldn't say it's a bad signing, but I in no way would say it's a slam dunk. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm kind of drifting away from this. I want the defensive specialist, nothing happens third line. Because I've seen two different coaches coach this, like, current Leafs, like core of Leafs roster in Mike Babcock and Sheldon Keefe and Mike Babcock loved the line matching. He would chase that all game long. He would let it dictate his game to the point where Matthews was only playing like 17 minutes a night because he, he was only out there when the line match mm-hmm. was, was adequate. And he, he loved that. And I would have said that having the defensive specialist third line would have worked well if you were chasing those line match to get them out there to chase the favorable matchup, like that's what that line is built for. Sheldon Keefe does not do that. He's much more just like get his big boys out there, roll the lines, like the fourth line playing all these minutes. And he doesn't play that way. So I don't think having the defensive specialist third line is a recipe for success for the way that he coaches. And I see that third line of, you know, you, you said camp McCabe and Engvall, that's just a line that's not going to do anything. It, well, and we, we had, like in, in the playoffs, our biggest problem was that we couldn't score goals. Not that we weren't having goals, like too many goals scored against us. We got shut out too many games. And, and I would rather see four lines that could score goals. That's what I want. I, I it does kind of come down to how much they're played. Like if we play like 19, 19, 11, 11 is like the minute distribution. It can work because like, like I think last last year it was more like 22, 16, 13, 9, uh, if that adds up to 60. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, what I would like to see more, I guess, more of the top six play. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I would just want to see the top six score. Here's what I do. Here's what I do like about it, though is for like the first time in a long time, we have a centerman who is great at face-offs who will penalty kill. He's going to be out there in the first unit. He's going to win the face-off and get it out or lose the face-off and stay out there. And it's not like we have Jason Spezza out there killing penalties because he lost the face-off because that's what he's been for us the past number of years, right? He was our, yeah. our FOGO guy get to win the face off and get off. And if you lose, then shoot, we have Jason Spezza out there trying to kill a penalty. Well, now camp can just, he could just be out there 
and it's great. Like we haven't had that in a long time, and that will be really nice, especially for only one point five million to get us a center who can do that is nice. And I don't know, maybe I'm I'm underestimating his offensive ability. You do have a good point where, like, I I don't look at the Leafs team and say, "Gosh, I'd love a nice defensive third line." I feel like that's such a boomer. Thing we to hated be, Riley Dash. Be into it. <laughs> oh, Riley, we hated that guy. Well, the thing about that is, like, is Riley Nash is basically David Camp, but like older. But Riley Nash signed a league min contract in Winnipeg. Yep. Is Camp that much better than Riley Nash for what we need him for? I don't know. He's, that's the only thing I don't love about Camp. So you think Camp's one point five million is is too much? Like you, you think he won't live up to that contract? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Here's the thing. Because he, he, he came from uh, Chicago, right? He was the fourth yeah. line center for Chicago, and he was a great fourth line center. One point five million for a fourth liner is high. That's a lot of money to pay your fourth line center. One point five million for your third line center. That's pretty workable. Like I would say, most teams in the NHL probably pay their third line center more than 1.5 million maybe but the, the way leafs are structuring it we have like two first lines and two fourth lines yeah yeah but you can't pay like to get your center paid less than that like i don't know i i would say that 1.5 million is pretty hard to not live up to as your third line so center. like what's what's well, would you say paid like 1.25 or something did did mckay live up to his 1.6 million dollar deal no probably yeah, 1.6 million is nothing. That's so low, Tim. For like a guy who's gonna be out there for every penalty kill and and nothing happens on his line, like the defensive line, 1.6 million. That that is such a tiny little cap hit. So I don't know. another way that I looked at this David Camp unit, because Ryan, you're right. Like I don't I don't sit here dreaming about a defensive line. I guess I just maybe I'm thinking about what go, go cheer for the to. Islanders, but. Gross. But I also looked at this. We need to talk about the the Nick Robertson sized elephant in the room. It's a, it's a, a small, small elephant. elephant. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a small. It's 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 good though. Still, um, we don't. Could could Nick Robertson end up on this team? I don't know. A lot of people seem to think no. I definitely don't think that if Nick Robertson ends up on this team, it's anywhere in the top six. But well, I can see a world where you pair a a young, you know, very raw uh, scorer on a line with a an responsible defensive center who isn't going to shoot the puck and is going to let Nick Robertson shoot the puck. That was another way that I looked at this line where, you know, Simmons or someone else is in the press box, not on that third line, and you've got Nick Robertson there. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem is like... Unless if we get a ton of injuries, the only way Robertson gets in the lineup is if we have to like waive half of our new guys. Because the only guy on our team that's like waiver eligible is Rasmus Sandin, and we want him in every game. <laughs> Robertson will not be replacing Rasmus oh. Sandin in our lineup. <laughs> Robertson is waiver exempt. Both like well, because I mean we talked about like being a young team. We're very much an average team. Like a lot of our guys are that twenty five years old. Uh, which is when like waivers uh, stops kicking in for the the journeyman kind of guys. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like up and down. Like we, it's very likely we might l- lose Adam Brooks to waivers. We're gonna try and slip him through. But we went like zero for eighty last year on trying to slip. Yeah, guys I have no waivers. faith that we will retain anyone through waivers. Everyone claims their guys. Vancouver, take a hike. <laughs> 
I don't know. For years. I, 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 I think it'll be okay. I, I, it's not a bad sighting. Uh, but 1.5 million is fine. I guess we'll see. I, I will, we will see. All right. We got kind of one more Wait, to talk about. There, there's one guy left to talk about, and it's another one that I'm not like too high on. I would agree. It's, so it's Nick Ritchie, a guy who is made famous way back when in 2014, where he was on the board and the Leafs decided not to pick big, tough Nick Ritchie, Canadian boy. They picked wimpy William Nylander instead, and Don Cherry never forgave them. Who, Michael's son? They picked Michael's son? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Nick Ritchie finally does come back to Toronto after uh, not being qualified by Boston. Boston didn't think he was worth uh, the $2 million that it would take to retain his rights. So they let him walk. We came up to him and said, we think you're worth two and a half million dollars for two years. Yikes. And so he's here. But Man, that there are years like as well. Two point five for two years. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've kind of built it up to be this horrible thing, but it, there are some bright spots. But like so. So uh, Richie played a lot of last year on Boston playing with uh, David Krejci Um on the, in, in Boston's top six. So he's like, okay, top six guy. He had 26 points, which works out to be uh, about like a 40-point pace over like an 82-game season. So like fine production. He has some power play time. Uh, does take like a lot of bad penalties, which is unfortunate. Shades of like Nazem Kadri. But, you know, <laughs> if we can figure out our power play... The refereeing the NHL is such a joke. We know that, oh, the only way you get power plays is by taking penalties. So Nick Ritchie is our ticket to getting more power plays. Actually, but, like, actually, though, that's, a, like, a legitimate point. We don't have anyone who, like, takes penalties, and that's why we don't get any power plays. And, like, yes, our power play last year was a joke. We went, like, 5% or something. It was just completely embarrassing. But in, in the same sense that I am confident that Jack Campbell's is going to regress to the mean for, for next season. Our power play is probably also going to not be shooting at a ridiculously low percentage next season. Not it like 30th in the league for it, the second it, half it of the season. It won't be like this voodoo mystery joke that it was. So like, we're going to get power play goals this year, probably. So having a guy who's like going to take some penalties, which will get us power plays as stupid as that is the way that they ref, that, that could be good. It's something that the Leafs don't have. I don't know if it's what we need, but it is it is something we don't have. So that could be yeah. interesting. The, the other good thing about Richie is he is definitely like a, a tough character. Add some grit to the lineup. He, it's the signing of Nick Richie that made Wayne Simmons 100% redundant. And 100%. Not <laughs> Listen, you guys need to give Wayne Simmons a break, all right? It's 900000 We could waive Wayne Simmons. Thank like, you. So like... Quit your baby and like it's a fine <laughs> contract. Back to Nick Ritchie, all right. Two point five million is a lot of money. That is a heavy cap hit. In this economy, I, that's it is. I want it to be. That's a lot of money to devote to, to our tough guy. I'd rather have the Wayne Simmons at nine hundred thousand. Well, but Nick he's Ritchie not. He's not just the tough but, guy. So, so I, I, I do look at him as saying I think he played second line on Boston. I think he's going to end up playing second line maybe first line on the maple leafs i don't know that nick Ritchie's the kind of guy that you want to have the puck on your stick but i like to think that he can he can perform a hyman type role be physical get the puck get the puck to the guys who should have the puck uh which is his top six wingers i i, I think that's why they signed him i mean he's he's paid like he's going to be playing that position 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so he's he's a lot more than a tough guy. If he's on the third line, this is a disappointment. I mean, if he if he's not in the top six, who is in the top? Right, like he he has to be. Well, it's whoever fits. You know, you can put Bunting up there, Case up there, and like, Kerfoot, yeah, or, or yeah, Kerfoot. Like okay. he doesn't need to be in the top six. He could be an effective third liner, and that's okay. Like two point five million isn't an overpriced third so, liner. So if if the guy that we just signed for two years, nine hundred fifty k, Michael Bunting can't play in the top six, then mm-hmm. your options are only Alex Kerfoot and Nick Ritchie, unless we got <laughs> and Simmons, Nicky Rob, <laughs> Engvall. We haven't talked about Engvall. You've got you've got twenty twenty one million dollars of of young sniping talent on that top line. You want to put Nicky Rob up there next to him? I don't want the puck on his stick. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, so, it is it is a lot. It's a lot of money. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, uh, like it's it's half of what you know we would have maybe paid Zach Kyman, and maybe he can give a similar production. He's only twenty five years old. It's just, well, I mean, he's not going to be on pace for thirty goals. No, but, but no, but what, by by what doing with Zach Kyman is making the guys that's playing with him play to their potential, mm-hmm. and and maybe. and not the, the, you know hampering the line. I just just from what some Bruins fans were were saying, and granted they're coming from the the Bruins, so like we're thinking like Brad Marchand rap sheet size of salt along with Locked this uh, with this information. But they said he's can be a little lazy at times and he's quite slow. Uh, so I'm not sure if we'll see like the engine Zach Hyman and Nick Ritchie, or maybe this was they were just disappointed about losing him. But uh, <laughs> I like I'm not said, sure um, if he's the best. I I, 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 I like how you said this is what Bruins fans are saying when you're talking about Mraz, you're like, my friend who's a Detroit fan, you don't have any Bruins fans as friends. <laughs> it was just like, this is what the internet's saying. I, I would say this is probably probably my least favorite of the signings. I think it's the it's the hardest to outperform your contract for for Richie. I don't I don't see us looking at him and saying, what a steal at 2.5 million. I have a very hard time seeing that. I agree. I mean if he can stick in the top six, get like 20 goals That'd be nice. I wouldn't mind that. He had 15 last year in 56 games. Did he really? Playing okay. with, that's, playing that's with so probably bad. Jake DeBrusque and uh, David Krejci. So, I don't we'll know. See. We'll see. Listen, we didn't watch any Bruins games last year. It was a nice break. Didn't have to stare at those ugly sweaters. I want to ask right, you guys a, a big question. Go ahead. Is this Maple Leafs team better than the one from last year? Uh, who do we lose from last year? We lost Bogo... Uh, Hyman and Anderson, those are the three. Technically, Galchenyuk and as well. Galchenyuk oh, and, and uh, I was about to say Jimmy VC. That was months ago. I can't get him out of we, my head. Th- those are the four. And Dave really. Haxtall. We yeah. kept uh, many Dave Haxtall, yeah. um, Just like off of the line combinations that you were drawing <laughs> as you were marinating. Um, it's tough to say because I don't know enough about these players that we picked up. I know I know what they are on paper and I know what they were on their other team, but. But for what Zach Hyman was on this team, that is hard to replace. I, I don't know if I'd say that we're better. If we're worse, we're not much worse. I, I think that Dubas did an okay job finding some replacement parts. I'd have a hard time saying that we're a better team, though. Tim? Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, uh, I don't see Matthews and Marner taking another another step forward over last year. I think, like destroying the rocket race and finishing top five and scoring is more than you can expect from these guys. JT and uh, Willie will do better though. They had a slow half the season. Like they'll, they'll be better. True. They might take a step forward. Um, 
Yeah, it is hard to say because like last year, I, am I comparing it to the start of last year? Because then I'd say they're better. But the end of last I, no, year I when like if, Thornton was a write-off, Simmons was a write-off, if this we team, lost our other guys you're excited about. If this team played the team from last year in a seven-game series, who do you think comes out? I guess that that's more what I'm asking. So not like... Is it the seven-game series where the least power play with last year was working or not working? <laughs> Just answer the dang question, Allison. We're going to let Nick Richards just go wild. (laughs) So many shorthanded goals. This team destroys last year's team. I. What do you think? What do you think, Steve? Okay, well, I I, that this is all I've been thinking about, right? Because like, uh, uh, yeah, these guys are a bunch of players that we haven't seen before. I think I think they're they're not better than last year, but it's not far off. So I guess I'm similar to you, Ryan, because where I, I I look at the the pieces that were missing, this team still has almost everything that made it great, right? Mm -hmm. Goaltending was not an issue last year and it's still going to be great. The defense I thought was pretty great last year. It's still going to be great, right? It's the same decor that's coming back. It's standing in for Bogo. And and we've still got the big four. And I, I, I believe in the big four. So you wanted to trade Marner. (laughs) (laughs) It could still happen, man. No, I, did, did I say I wanted to, or was I just? You were pretty excited. You, you, you were gave pretty multiple trade proposals. Well, now that now that now that I know that we're not, I'm all in. I'm all in on you, Mitch Marner. Listen, Come on, the Leafs cast. So I, I I I think that we all agree. It's it's hard to say that it's better, but I don't think I don't think it necessarily needed to be better. Like how good we were last year. We were a great team last year, and if we come out and we were close to what we were last year. We're gonna make the playoffs, and anything could happen in the playoffs. So Man, I, I, I am okay with the team that we have assembled here. I'm, I'm, as I'm, almost as or as confident as I was last season that we'll make the playoffs and we'll give it another go. It's amazing what like a few months will go, and then you get some PTSD to cover up the playoffs and the team that totally blew the the three one lead and didn't show up, and it's like, oh man. Last year's team was losers. Of course, this team's going to be better. <laughs> you know what would have been awesome this on this team? Needs one power play goal to be better. What would have been awesome on this team is a uh, like a a Casperi Capitan, right? Like a three million, like a three million dollar Casperi Capitan to play somewhere in the top six. Except Capitan couldn't play in the top six. That's why I mean, they that, traded him. That is Kerfoot, right? Like that, that's the player you're talking. Like you wanted another Kerfoot. It's McCann. You wanted McCann. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess that's one thing that we could say. Like in hindsight, a bunch of Justin Hall equivalents got hugely overpaid yeah. in yeah. unrestricted free agency. We didn't sign any. We didn't sign any D- garbage deals. No. Nope. Yes, but like no. But definitely the right call from Dubas to keep Hall. Like it would have been so expensive to replace him, and we would have gotten someone worse. Oh, Cracking. So good. Good job, Dubas. Well, we were. We were going to talk about some of the other defensemen that were signed league wide here, but we're at 51 minutes. Should we save that for another, yeah. another pod? Yeah, I'll save it for yeah. another pod. We got, we got we'll a see, whole lot of crazy his... deals were offered league wide though. Huge money given out. It's looking a little scary for Riley. We'll, we'll get back to that later. I love the Maple Leafs. I love you guys. I love marinating with you guys. I love marinating my thoughts. <laughs> we're juicy steaks on a Wednesday night. All right, boys. All right. Well, Don't we're signing off. We'll, we'll be back together later. I don't know. It's the off season. We're winging it. When we want to talk about Riley. We will. Maybe we'll talk about the Blue Jays. There's a team that's going for what it. I want.